Welcome to Job Sharing and Beyond, the future of work podcast that goes beyond the traditional nine to five. I am Karen Tischler, speaker, consultant, and host of the show, where we hear from global experts every other week to discover innovative solutions and tips on how to remain a relevant employer in the future. Hello, everybody. I am very excited to introduce as my guest today, Sophie Smallwood, the co-founder of Rollshare. This episode is the audio cast of a LinkedIn Live conversation that Sophie and I had earlier today. Sophie was a podcast guest late last year, and today we followed up. We talked about a variety of topics from the great resignation, demystifying why some people still think that management positions can't be role shared to the future of work, to several articles and magazines that role share has recently been featured, including a white paper by the World Economic Forum. But now, without further ado, here is our conversation. Hello, Sophie. Hi, Karen. How are you? Very good. It's really nice to see you again. Same. I think last time we spoke, so it's actually the first time I'm seeing you live in a semi-face-to-face fashion. <laughs> That's true, because the last I remember, we had some technical challenges. Yes, that's right. true. Yeah, 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 yeah. We made it work. <laughs> It, it did work indeed. So now what I ask my guests on the LinkedIn Live conversations is to please introduce themselves in five with five facts according to the working out loud method. So for people who might not know you yet, if you could please do that. So um, the working out loud methods, five facts about me. So random yes. facts, right? Well, it um, could be, you know, it could be, yeah. So, so, you know. Putting me on the spot here. Maybe I didn't do my homework ahead of time. <laughs> I'm not sure if there's five specific facts I'm supposed to share here. You know what? Do you, if, if you, I'm very happy to share five facts about me. So for Yeah, why don't you start? Yeah, why don't okay. you start? And then I'll uh, mimic you after. Okay. So basically, um, for people who don't know me, one fact is I'm the um, podcast host of Job Sharing and Beyond. I founded um, Emily's Path Consulting. I'm living in my fourth country now. I'm a mom of two boys. And last but not least, I love licorice. I love it. That's a really fun fact. And I'm actually really curious about your Emily's um, Consulting. We can talk about that another time. And I'm curious why you picked the name Emily. Um, so for people who don't know me, um, I would say a couple of facts. One, I speak three languages fluently and I dabble in two others, um, you know, from, from the past. So that's, that's been fun on my travel uh, globetrotting days. I also um, am an addict when it comes to chocolate. I don't think there's a day I can go by without chocolate, really. In particular, dark chocolate-covered almonds. Things are that's that's sort of my sweet spot. Um, I'm the co-founder of Rollshare, but I think most people know that it's more that this was a problem that I experienced myself, and that's why I ended up, you know, launching this solution. And I have two young children; both of them are under age five, so um, understand the juggle of you know being a parent, but also working, and now on top of that, 
you know, add to it having your own startup. And um, I think that's for um, a, a, a fifth fact would be that I too have lived in um, three different countries, not four, maybe one day I'll get to the fourth, but I've been in three so far. Well, thank you very much for sharing. Now, <laughs> as you've mentioned, you are obviously the co-founder of Rollshare. And so since we last talked, I've read so many times, you know, where you have been featured in many different articles. One in particular, I was very impressed to see that in the World Economic Forum, in a white paper, you were mentioned as an example of a, you know, um, very innovative solution to um, problems of, um, you know, especially with the pandemic and the, the future of work. And then also most recently that you were in um, the MIT Sloan Management Review. So maybe you could share a little <laughs> bit with our listeners and our watchers um, about that. Yeah, and I have to say you're so good at um, keeping on top of what everybody's up to in this space, um, Karen. So always impress you're a good connector. Um, so yes, we were very fortunate to build a relationship with the World Economic Forum. And as part of that, we, um, you know, they invited us to participate in this white paper and they interviewed us. And basically we, 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 we were lucky to be, um, in essence, representing, you know, this concept of sharing um, in the report. I believe it was the first time that sharing jobs actually was featured in the report. In particular, it was a really interesting paper on, you know, the pathways to economic transformation post-pandemic and encouraging companies to think differently, businesses to think differently when it comes to hiring, job creation, um, you know, in a world that is uncertain. And certainly, um, you know, sharing a job is a way forward when you think about the trends around fractional working and flexible working and the expectations that people have around how they want to work and companies having to really be innovative, maybe not today yet, but in the future, they're going to have to be much more innovative because employees are simply not going to want to work the industrial age, nine to five, Monday to Friday gig. And, you know, companies on their end will have to continue to operate in the way that they have always been used to operating, but not with the same employee base or it will be minimal, right? It'll be diminished. So how do they then have access to more talent and sharing a job certainly is one way to do that. The other article that we had um, the pleasure of participating in was um, a recent article by MIT Sloan Review. And they wanted to explore what the author Linda Grattan described as the third way. So the gap between full-time and contract, right? They're quite different. And so there is an opportunity in the middle there to sort of create a bridge. And in the article, they featured UWork, which is something that Unilever has been doing and they've had really great success with it. And also they featured this concept of, you know, sharing jobs and Rollshare was um, in essence the thought leader on that for their piece. So, yeah, we've had some really great coverage. I think there's a lot of thought leadership out there to still be done. You know, there's a lot of questions out there. So those types of features are great, um, you know, for this way of working. 
Yeah, I I couldn't agree with you more. To me, job sharing just seems like such a perfect method. And I'm always surprised when I talk to people and they either have not heard about it or often what happens if they have heard about it, they doubt that it is actually possible to have a role share on a management level. That's mm. one of the things I've encountered. So now I've been, you know, you, you also have a podcast and you've interviewed, um, you know, guests that are indeed managers and you've written about them and interviewed them in the writing as well. Could you maybe share with our um, watchers and listeners a bit more about it? And also often people think, oh, it is quote unquote only for moms with young children, but that obviously mm. couldn't be more from the truth. Right. Oh, absolutely. I can't tell you how many people in my network who don't have children have said to me, I would like to scale back. I love my career. I can't do it on a three day or four day a week basis to demanding. I would love to be able to share it because they've had experience in the past of working with really close allies. And they found that actually when you have a strong ally in work, there's you perform better. I know personally, even when I've had strong allies in work, I've had my best performance. There's something about having that person that has your back. And we found that actually when people share jobs, it's exponentially more because you're measured together. And because you're measured together, there's a real motivation to help each other. And you will be very direct and open, but you know that the intent is because you want to succeed together, right? So absolutely, it's not just for working parents. I think historically, that's what people saw, you know, just generally speaking, flexible working was for working moms. And I think we've seen more and more um, stories out there on the tail of COVID, of course, that more and more people want to work flexibly. It isn't solely something um, reserved for one single persona. Um, the other thing that you mentioned was around before the working parent. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm, I think I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to backtrack um, your question. Was, remind me again. It, it basically was, you know, you, you've already covered the fact that it is like, you know, on a management level and mm. that it, you know. Examples, oh, right, the management level, yeah. Exactly. And examples that you have interviewed people that might be two men or, yeah. as you had said, somebody doing something else besides looking after children. And I remember in our conversation you had mentioned yeah. the example somebody writing a book, for example, and therefore mm. needing additional time to focus on that. Yeah, I mean, definitely, I think job sharing first became a little bit of a thing in the 70s in the US um, was sort of where it kind of started, especially in the private sector and um, or the corporate sector, I should, I should clarify. And at the time, it was something that I think was more common with you know executive assistants, but it it's also part of history. You know, it, women started to you know come and increase as far as seniority over time, and as that's happened, that need for flexibility has continued, and so job sharing has continued to also grow in uptake in senior roles as a result of like ambitions changing, you know, the role of women in the workforce changing. So that that sort of naturally happens as society changes. 
So certainly a lot of the early cases back in the day might have been executive assistants, but today the vast majority of people who share roles are individual contributor, uh, strategic level individual contributors, managers, directors, VPs, and above. And you can absolutely share the role. We know that there's certain roles that might be better suited to this type of working, but there's many of them. And absolutely comes down to the people and how they work together and whether or not you know they are a good match which is something that you know we obviously help to facilitate at scale so it can be done at any level um, there's just a lot of underlying factors that ultimately make it work or not work thank you yes and it's it's so interesting that you know you're saying the on scale aspect of it so recently I did some research on LinkedIn and I looked at the main um, you know, tech companies, including Microsoft, and literally just said, okay, how there were like 95,000 um, potential jobs available. I then mm -hmm. looked how many of them were remote. And then I looked how many of the remote jobs available were part-time. And guess how many I found? Probably Zero. not. Yeah. Zero. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and I, and, you know, I read and you've said it before, and I feel it's often on a very individual basis that people, because of time reasons, approach somebody and say, can we do the job sharing? Could we try it out? But on a bigger scale at this point in time, it isn't, you know, quite there yet. And I mm. feel there could be such an advantage point for a company to do it on a broad scale because like I'm sure you have in the UK also the whole discussion about the big resignation coming up or already occurring because of the demands of hybrid versus remote and um, so what what are your thoughts? Um, absolutely it's still so I think sharing jobs is something that was ahead of its time if if you think about it, when it first kind of entered the workforce, there was no technology to support it back then. It was something that really was just like paper pushing between two people. And now with the evolution of technology and, um, you know, the ability to work remotely and, you know, Slacks and workplace by Facebooks and Teams and Zooms, these technologies are making it possible for people to work from anywhere. And if they can work from anywhere as part of our team, there's no reason why they shouldn't be able to work from anywhere as part of a job share. And so first that had to happen, right? And then COVID happened, which in essence was a shift in thinking around ways of working and it put into question and proved that actually productivity can remain. Yes, there are challenges, but there's ways to remediate those. And so it was a huge learning curve for everyone. And I think put a lot of, predispositions, you know, to, to into question and then, you know, prove them otherwise. So that was positive. And as a result, more and more people are now curious about other ways of working as well. And it's still early. I think it's still very much an untapped opportunity. It's not to say that it's not going to increase, um, but I would say it's definitely still untapped. And there certainly is more opportunity out there for companies who are losing employees, who are facing, you know, um, the huge cost of having to replace, you know, knowledge, 
and retrain new hires in a very hot market, right? There's so many jobs right now, so many open posts because people have, people, you know, companies have to let go of people and now they're scaling back up um, instead of, you know, at the time they could have been creative and they could have maybe offered sharing roles or offered part-time as a way to hang on to that talent. And now they're just, you know, scrambling and you know, that's a learning, that's a learning, right? So I see all of these things as opportunities, but certainly, um, you know, sharing roles has historically been a way to retain your best talent. And I think what's interesting is what can you do with it beyond just, you know, retention? Yeah, I, I, I completely agree with you. It's, it's like, to me, one of the silver linings of the pandemic is because of so much remote work, which is ultimately a trust work. And in mm -hmm. a way, to me, job sharing and role sharing is trust work too, between the people, but as well as the team together with their respective manager to ensure, or you know, everybody has to believe it's going to work out. So I hope that more and more people see, yes, remote work clearly is working. And so maybe the step then to job sharing is, is a, a smaller one that that's sort of, you know, my hope. Yeah. And I think, you know, with anything that is a little bit different, people are going to have questions and that's good. I'd rather people have questions about this way of working and reservations than just completely, you know, blanket and not want to know more about it. So it's a very positive thing. The fact that people start to think about it and they start to say, they ask themselves, can this be done at the senior level? How do you do the transition? How do you, you know, is it more work for the manager? Is it, um, you know, what if one person is better than the other? What if um, there isn't accountability? How do you make sure that it's clear for the rest of the team? Like, those are all good questions. Um, and I'd rather they come up than not. The, the main thing is making sure that you can help answer those questions. And oftentimes I think one blanket high level answer to all of those questions is how would you handle it on a team today? It's very similar. And there's actually unique benefits to people working in a sharing arrangement because there's more skills, more experience, there's more continuity in the role. You know, there's opportunity to learn from each other. I mean, there's so many benefits. So I say, bring on the questions, bring on the reservations, let's talk about it. And this is literally just still very much the beginning. Um, I can't tell you how many people still haven't heard of this way of working. And it's not that people don't wanna do it. There's actually companies out there that are very interested. They just want to figure out how to make it work. Because even just going from um, one headcount to 1.2 is a, operational challenge so until these little things can be solved you know those are little hurdles that can be you know leaped that we can we can overcome right and it's not to say that they're not motivated to do it they are not all of them there's always the early adopters and then you've got the adoption curve so i think it's just about timing yeah i mean it's like you know i interviewed um, Professor Frank Reed from the University of Toronto, and he co-authored a book about job sharing 40 years ago. And yeah. 
so it is surprising that when you look at it from that perspective, that it isn't more well known. But to your point, sometimes I feel also there is the fear of the unknown because people might not have actually seen an example of how it has worked. And so mm. I, I really like your idea. The more people ask questions, the more they can be sort of alleviating any potential concern or fear they have, the more they are willing to do a pilot. And yeah. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so um, as we're coming to an end of our conversation, one thing I ask my guests is, do you have a favorite book? And which one? Could you share that, please? Um, I do. I have a number of favorite books, but I think from a, my favorite sort of non-business related book is Catcher in the Rye. It's probably, you know, one of those books I think a lot of people can say they, they enjoyed. The other book that I really enjoy from a business perspective was Adam Grant's Originals. I really loved that book. It's one that I try to almost revisit a number you know, at least once a year, because I really enjoy it. And every time I reread it, there's something new or it's a refresher. It's a good one. Thank you very much for sharing. I will put this when I make this also into a podcast episode. I will be sure to put it also into the show notes. Uh, thanks. <laughs> You're a very, very busy woman. Um, I don't know how you do it, uh, finding the time to edit all these podcasts. I have a number that are waiting in my in my queue to be edited, and um, I, I I need to get back into that cadence. So well done, you. <laughs> well, thank you. And so for everybody, what I'm going to do as we are um, finishing our conversation, I will put um, the slide on of how people can connect with you on a social media basis. So thank you very much, Sophie, for being onto the show today. You bet, Karen. Nice to see you again. Okay. Have a good Bye. one. Thank you so much for listening to the show. We hope you gained valuable insights and new ideas. To keep listening to future episodes, please head over to iTunes or your favorite player and subscribe and give it a rating. We would very much appreciate a review and for you to share it on social media so more people can start innovating in how they offer employment. Until the next time, goodbye.